All right. Um, wow. Um, not used to this. So, um, hello and welcome. Good morning. It's uh, good to be with y'all. Uh, today we are starting our new series, which is uh, Jesus is for Losers. So I'm the loser that got to uh, do this today. Um, <clears throat> but with this, we're going to be looking at some people in the Bible, uh, David, Elijah, Paul, and kind of throw ourselves into it as well. But the fact that we are losers, but we need Jesus. Um, so let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for today. We thank you that we have the freedom to be able to worship you. We ask that uh, we would that you would be glorified this morning with our worship, that you would speak to us in a way that we would be able to change things in our lives and make a difference to those around us. And I ask that you would, again, be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So according to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, a loser is a person who is incompetent or unable to succeed or also something that is doomed to fail or disappoint. Um, kind of hard to say, oh, hey, I'm a loser. Um, nobody wants to be called a loser. Uh, we want to be winners. You know, it's like that's, that's what we live for. If you remember in Talladega Nights, Ricky Bobby said, if you ain't first, you're last. You know, it's like it was, it was all about winning. Um, and that's the world's view of success is winning, being number one, being on top with everything. Um, <clears throat> kind of interesting, a few, few weeks ago, I saw um, an article that, of an interview with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Everybody knows who Arnold Schwarzenegger is. I think you would find him, you know, most people would say, oh, he is successful. You know, he is, you know, for the longest time, he was a professional bodybuilder. He was Mr. Olympia. He's been in a lot of movies. You know, you have the, I'll be back, get to the chopper, you know, and all these things. It's like everybody, you know, it's like how often do we quote Arnold Schwarzenegger with so many things. And, you know, not only those successes, but then he went on to be the governor of California, the governor. Um, so you've got these things where it's like, okay, he is, you know, most people would think, yeah, he is on top. You know, there, how many people want to emulate him? And, um, you know, as far as bodybuilding and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> so he's got all those things. But in this interview, they asked him, for whatever reason, what his view was of death and, uh, you know, what happens when you die. And his response was, nothing. You're six feet under. Anyone who tells you something else is a liar. He actually used a few other little explicatives in there that we won't use this morning. Um, but yeah, he said, anybody that tells you differently is a liar. You know, he's like, that's it. Um, you know, while he's successful in the world's view, he's failing in his relationship with God. Um, you know, we, we look at success and failure and make judgments on other people. Um, you know, and there are other things, other ways you can look at this. Thank you, Laura, for this, that, uh, meme that you posted this week, but I got it from this. But <coughs> when you look at the, the Titanic, you know, when the Titanic sailed, it had all kinds of people on it. There were wealthy people, you know, some of the wealthiest people in the world, famous people, movie stars, um, 
there were highly educated people, there were people, athletic people, ordinary people, illiterate people, and poor people. And after the Titanic sank, White Star Line, when they posted a list of stuff, they categorized everybody in two different ways. Lost, or actually presumed lost, presumed saved. So lost or saved. And really, when you get right down to it, when we look at life, when we look at Christianity, we are seen in two ways. We are either lost or saved. First uh, John 5.12 states, whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. You know, so you've got those two different things. Um, in a relationship with God, winning and losing depends on your relationship, on your belief in Jesus Christ. Bottom line with it, we need Jesus. Um, I've seen some, some memes about you know, needing Jesus, and it's like, I need Jesus just to go to Walmart. Um, you know, and I, I think there's a lot of truth to that. Uh, <clears throat> so we, we need Jesus. Um, but you know, one of the struggles sometimes people have is they think, I've sinned too much. I've got all these things. God can never forgive me. You know, and, and that's a, a struggle that is, is common for a lot of people to think, I'm, I'm too far gone. There's nothing that God can do. He can't save me, but yes, he can. Um, the other problem we have, the other end of the spe spectrum is, I'm God's gift to Christianity. I'm, I'm here because of all the wonderful things. And it's like, no, it's, it's not that. You know, we, we have to have a right relationship with God. We have to be able to look at ourselves and see ourselves as God sees us and work on that and um, <clears throat> have a healthy view to be able to go forward. One of the first things that we have to realize is that we can never do anything to impress God. You know, it's just, you know, bottom line, there's, there's nothing that we can do to impress or earn favor. Romans 3.23 says, for everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. And every human who has ever lived has failed to live up to God's standard. Bottom line, that's it. We're, we're losers. <coughs> Sorry. Um, so we're losers. Um, and when we look at that, it says everyone has sinned. So some people, oh, it's in the past, you know. Found Jesus, and I, I move forward, and everything's good, and... That's great. Um, we no longer sin. But unfortunately, that's not the truth. Paul uses the word fall short. It's actually present tense. So we continue to do it. But the goal is to do it less and less and less as we move on. Um, so we still need to do the best we can to live up to God's standard. Um, but our best will always fall short. Uh, for those of you who like sports or video games, um, you've always got you've got athletes or characters that usually have some kind of signature move. You ever know that? I mean, it's like you know, video games. It's like you got this one character that they can do this, and boom, they wipe everybody out. <clears throat> uh, if you saw the movie Free Guy, the main character is about to be taken out with the death blow. Mom, he's coming in with the death blow. You know, everybody know, and you know, but. Uh, it doesn't work out that way. Um, 
God is not impressed with our signature move. You know, it's like, we, you know, we think, oh, I've got these things and I'm, you know, this is good. I can do this for God. I serve at the soup kitchen. I do this. I do whatever that does not impress God. Um, you know, it's like no matter how good we are, we fail. We fall short. We need Jesus. Uh, but one of the nice things with all of this is the fact that even though we can't earn God's favor, he's not satisfied with leaving it like that. It's not just like, okay, I'm done with you. That's it. He loves us. Um, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Romans 5.8 says, But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. So God didn't just leave it as, Okay, I'm done with you. That's it. He loves us and cares for us and wants to move forward. Um, our dog has glaucoma. So um, he's Shih Tzu, he's about nine years old, and uh, we had the great idea of, we'll get him a seeing eye dog. <laughs> what can go wrong with that? <clears throat> so we have Clementine. Some of y'all, if you came to the uh, um, Church in the Park thing, saw her. She's Clementine, she's sweet little orange, you know, and she's, she's pretty cute. Um, there are times I want to feed her to the coyotes. Um, I've threatened that as well. Um, you know, and it's anybody, how many of y'all have had a puppy in your house before? Okay, so y'all, y'all know how that is. Um, it can be a challenge. Um, because you, you know, it's like, you look at him, it's like, oh, she's so cute. And then five minutes later, you want to throw her out into the field and, and be done with her. Um, but I, I look back and Winston was the same way. You know, it's like puppies are like that. Um, maybe a bad analogy, but um, with this, it's like we're, we're kind of like that with God, but God doesn't give up on us. Um, you know, Clementine, she chews on things she shouldn't. She pees and poos in the house. We're, we're getting better, but it's, it's still a challenge. And, <clears throat> but, you know, it's like, oh, she looks so cute when she's sleeping. And it's like, the, the thing is with us, though, in our relationship with God, we're not that cute. <laughs> you think about it, we're, we're not that cute. It's not like God could sit there and say, oh, but he's so cute when he's sleeping. Um, you know, God could still just go, dude, you're a loser. Um, but, but the nice thing is, God still loves us and, and still wants the best for us and works to have a relationship with us. Um, so God seeks a relationship with us, and he's active in the world today. It's not just like things in the past, and that's it. But no, God is still present. God is still active, and God loves us. Uh, Romans 3.24 states, Yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. So the whole idea of being right or righteous doesn't just happen and then we can sit on our laurels and say well yeah back in october of 1979 i became a christian i was baptized that's it and uh everything's good i'm it's all golden it's something that, you know paul gives us the idea that it's something that you continually work on <coughs> uh, luke 9 23 
Jesus is actually speaking and said, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross daily and follow me. You know, you stop and think it's like that. That would be so nice to, yes, I've got my Christian membership here. I got my card. Um, I'm good. Don't have to worry about anything the rest of our lives. Now, it's something we have to work on every single day. Um, you know, it'd be nice if everything was smooth sailing and woohoo, I'm a Christian and um, got the fast pass with everything and everything's golden. It's great. But we still have our ups and downs. We have the days when we're really close to God and we have the days that we struggle, sometimes really, really hard. Um, but then with that, it's, it's through the journey that we grow. You know, it's through those ups and downs that we can make a difference in somebody else's life, kind of like we were talking about in Salt Group. Um, but it's, it's one of those things that you continually work on it, and the ups and downs make us who we are. It molds us and shapes us, and that's God working in our lives. Um, you know, and so that is truly what makes a difference and what helps us through everything. Now, earlier I had mentioned Arnold Schwarzenegger and his view of death. And in the interview, he stated he's uncomfortable with death and he will miss everything. And uh, if you get a chance, you can Google some of it and it's, it's pretty easy to find some of the stuff. But, um, <clears throat> you know, he's, he's uncomfortable and he will miss everything. Some of y'all know my story, some of you don't, but pretty much a year and a half ago, I was pretty much dead. I, I was a dying person. Um, I spent 31 days in the hospital with congestive heart failure. Um, with that, I had two rounds where I was in ICU. Um, I was transferred to KU Medical Center where they actually taught were considering a heart transplant or LVAD, which is, I didn't know what it is. I didn't look it up until I got out of the hospital. Thank God. Um, but an LVAD is a left ventric ventricular assist device. So it's a pump on the outside that works for your heart. You know, so it's like, oh my gosh. So um, things, things were really bad. The first night I was in the hospital, I was a rapid response, which is just short of coding. So they, you know, my heart rate was just kind of off the charts and everything. And they called it out and Having worked as a hospital chaplain, they called that out and they called the room number and everything and you know, then everybody rushes into the room. But as, as I heard that on the intercom, it's like, well, crap, that's me. Um, I wonder if the night chaplain's gonna come in. I think it's Ray, you know? So it's like, oh. Um, so it was, it was just kind of weird, but it's like I hit all these wickets where it's like, I shouldn't be here. Um, and actually, when I got copies of some of my medical records, it said end-stage multi-organ failure um, because my heart wasn't working, my kidneys were starting to shut down, my uh, liver was shutting down, it was, it was bad. And then through all of this, it was during one of the spikes in COVID and so back when the hospitals were really strict on everything and I was fortunate, but I, most of the time I was there, I could have one visitor and that was it. So, <clears throat> That was really hard to, to not be able to, to see people and be like, okay. Um, 
and then when you're all alone in a room hooked up to all this stuff and it's like oh I had a lot of time to think about some of that but one of the coolest things you know yes there were times I was anxious yes there were times it's like oh my gosh what's going on but with it I realized kind of two things they were doing you know I was in the hospital where they're trying to help I've got people who are doing everything they can to help me out that's a good thing but if things go bad I have my relationship with Jesus I know where I'm going and so I was actually calm and at peace knowing okay it's a win-win situation either God's not done with me or I get to go see God you know it's like okay and when you stop and think it's not like I'm wanting to get a busload together and hey we're gonna go see Jesus today <clears throat> but with that you know it's like heaven being in God's presence is way better than anything on earth you know so you know again the, the struggle of not wanting to punch my ticket right now but I know where I'm going and so I had peace through all of that uh, with the situation I you know it was my faith in Jesus Christ and you know knowing that in life or in death God is present with me um, and that that was wonderful and so now usually if people ask me about some about it I will usually say I'm in the bonus round um, you know I, I should have been dead but everything now is a gift and I'm trying to do the best I I can so looking at all this it's like there's very little in my life that the world would ever look at me and say I'm a winner that that guy's awesome um, most things is kind of like eh, I'm just kind of middle of the road whatever um, I've been able to say I you know I can say as a Navy chaplain I've well I've, I've preached in a lot of different places but as far as preaching I'm not that good I'm okay but I, I'd a lot rather hear Paul um, so I know if, if you came to see Paul today sorry but <laughs> but um, you know it's yeah it, but God is still able to use me. It's trusting in God and working through those things. And that's what we're going to be looking at through the series is how God is able to work in different situations where a lot of times we'd say, dude, that, that guy's a loser. That's, you know, never going to make it, never going to do anything. But God still uses us. And with that, looking at, when you look at yourself as a loser, it's not just, oh, I'm bad. It's, I'm a loser, I can't do this on my own, but God is with me. Jesus loves me. That makes all the difference in the world, and that helps. And um, so, you know, standing here before you today, kind of cathartic and kind of an easy, and ways the easiest sermon I've ever had to preach, because I can stand here and say, yes, I'm a loser. Yes, I'm a sinner. I've failed. I've done all these bad things, but God still loves me. God can still use me. And um, I need Jesus, and I have life in him. And that's one of the most important things. So um, please pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for today. We thank you for your love for us. We ask that you would help us to be who you created us to be. Help us to trust in you in every situation. Help us to 
look at ourselves honestly and be able to say, I'm a loser and I need you. I've failed you and I want to do better. I pray that you would be with uh, everyone here in the, the church, be with those who are online watching, and I pray that we would be able to have that right relationship with you and seek you in every circumstance. I thank you that even in the worst of our situations, you promise to never leave us nor forsake us. And I ask that you would bless us so that we may be a blessing to others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, oh, they're here. Wow. It's what happens when you close your eyes and pray. And, you know, so. <laughs> um, so this morning, I'd like to give you an opportunity to respond to God. Um, maybe you've been following the world's view of success and you realize, hey, I need Jesus. I need to make a difference. I need to make some changes. Um, I know we've got folks here who have a lot of things going on in their lives, uh, either family members or you know family members with health issues and things like that. But um, maybe you need someone to pray with you. Maybe you need to uh, somebody to talk to. Um, I'll be, actually, I'll stand in the back. So uh, if you want to come, talk to me, pray with me. Uh, I'll be back there and um, the band will continue.